Amen. And we bring greetings from the Bahamas, as I say, the place where God lives in paradise. And I'm just thankful for all of you in the name of Jesus. And as the Lord spoke this morning about the camels coming your way, this is a year that the camels are coming. They are about to arrive at your door and arrive to your house carrying your blessings. And this is going to be a season of unlimited provision. And I am just thankful to the Lord for this year of extravagant giving and extravagant receiving in the name of Jesus. Somebody give the Lord a great big praise. In the name of Jesus, we are so thankful for what the Lord is doing. And I started out uh, this morning just dealing with the Jewish year that we are in. And this is really the year of the 5783. And you found out that in that scripture, he's talking there with these words of the camels coming your way and then in Matthew 19 verse 24 in your 24th year it's amazing you're on 24th half in your 24th year and of course you have to turn on 24th Avenue to get here is that right yeah I've been studying hallelujah and then I looked and it was 2361 on the outside is that right so then that must mean Psalm 23 is yours and also Isaiah 61. And if you add everything together, it's going to add up to 12, which means you're in a place of order and governmental authority. Say amen to that. Isn't that right? I had to add up everything. 2, 3, 6, 1. There's how much? 12. And 12 is the number of government, a number of order, we deal with this number 12 because there were 12 apostles, 12 disciples, 12 patriarchs, and of course, 12 tribes of Israel. There are 12 uh, months of a year. And so you are, what God is saying is year round, you're going to see my glory. Every month you will see my glory. Yeah, right there at that 
23:61 simply means that the Lord is your shepherd and you shall not lack for anything in this ministry and in this area he will make you to lie down in green pastures that means that there's going to be fresh revelation every day hallelujah give us this day hour it's daily daily fresh word from the Lord every day hallelujah makes you to lie down in green pastures and he leads you beside still waters which means it's a place of peace a place of rest it's not troubled waters hallelujah then he will restore your soul so this is a place of the restoration of your soul man hallelujah glory be to God hallelujah the restoration of your soul he restored my soul then he go ahead and just give me right there because he restores your soul then he leads you in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake then of course verse 4 says yea yeah yea though I walk through the valley yeah when you come up in here you're gonna leave walking through it you have to receive that word in order to walk through hallelujah that's why he's going to restore your soul and then he leads you and then of course it says they yea though i walk through the valley the shadow of death it's not death it's just a shadow because the word will block death because the word is life and there's no death in the word there's only life in the word that's why there's a shadow something's blocking death it's called life say amen to that hallelujah it's a shadow of death then he said you will fear no evil the word there for evil means no mishap calamity misfortune or accident no santeria brujeria juju voodoo obey hoodoo doesn't matter no evil no evil no evil you you're not gonna fear it because he's with you and this is the reason why because you are with me jehovah Shammah. then he says your rod and your staff they will comfort me then of course everybody likes verse five because if you get through all of that he's still preparing and he's going to prepare a table not a seat at the table not a place at the table the whole table tell your neighbor the whole table see some people just want a seat at the table uh, they want a place at the table he doesn't want to give you a place and a seat and a position he wants to give you the whole table thou preparest a table a table a table uh, it's it's listen it as far as the east is from the west if you keep traveling it's still the table if you turn around it's still the table because he's preparing a table and it says before me and then it says in the presence of my enemy in other words somebody's been watching you because opportunity is always evaluating you opportunity is always evaluating you and in the he says in the presence of my enemies now this is powerful to me as I move this forward here because this is where you're going for this year because he wants us to understand there are some enemies who have been looking to see how you're going to handle 
how you got out of what you were in, why you are still living, while you are still here, I want to tell you something. They've been watching and God has been waiting for them because this year is a RSVP for your enemies. He said in the presence. That means the show is on. The show is on. He said, in the presence of mine enemies, and then right there, he will anoint your head with oil. Strategies, concepts, ideas. He is about to crown you. He's about to anoint your head with oil. This is something right here. That means there's a fresh anointing coming upon your head. Glory be to God. He anoints my head with oil. Your thoughts are going to be established in him. Can I deal with it in the Holy Ghost right here? There's an oil only for your head. God, I feel the Holy Ghost right here. He anoints my head with oil. Talk to me, David. Because David could only write this if he was really talking from 1 Samuel chapter 16. When all of the brothers were there and enemies were there. Because your friend might just become your frenemy. And your brother might be a bother. Because of envy and jealousy. Because they thought they should be next in line to the throne. But the anointing will not fall until it finds the right head. God, can I just deal with it right here? The crown only comes to the rejected. He was rejected. He was in the backfield, in the backside of the mountain. He was there feeding the sheep. He smelled like sheep. He almost looked like sheep. He was the rejected one. Jesse had seven plus the one, meaning the rejected one, David. And no matter how he tried to pour the horn of oil, it never flowed until it located the right hand. The crown comes to the rejected. Rejection is a sign of direction. When you are rejected by one, it means someone is about to accept you. Rejection brings a new direction in life. We had to be rejected to be accepted. He was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. He came to his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. In other words, you had to be rejected to be anointed. You ain't hear me up in here. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you had to be picked out to be picked on. And some people pick on you for God to choose you and to pick you out. Uh, anybody in the Holy Ghost? Because something is about to take place this year. I just came to tell somebody that somebody had to leave you and walk away from you. But this is a season to understand that when they walked away from you, it was good. Because in this season, hallelujah, if they're leaving, let them go. Because this is a season what God is causing to take place. What you are willing to walk away from determines what God brings to you next. Oh God, I better put it here. I'm going to say it again. What you're willing to walk away from, whoever you're willing to walk away from, whatever you're willing to walk away from, wherever you're willing to walk away from determines your next season. 
And when bad people leave your life, bad things stop happening. When wrong people leave your life, then wrong things stop happening. When Jonah was thrown overboard, the storm ceased. There's some people, they had to leave your life so that God could set you up for a blessing. It was necessary for you to be rejected by them so that the oil could flow on your head. He anoints my head with oil. He waits. Watch anybody right there so that my cup can run over. Anybody, in other words, what's coming your way is going to be unstoppable. Ah, oh God, I don't know if you got us right here. We in the season of a running over blessing. It's not just over. It's going to be to running over everywhere you go. It's, you're going to become unstoppable. Ah, oh God, this is an anointing that is going to be unstoppable, unmovable. Can I really deal with it right here? And the Spirit of the Lord is about to cause some unpredictable blessings to overtake your life. I feel a running over blessing. God, Jesus. I feel a running over. It's going to run over into the community. It's going to run over into your house. It's going to run on your son. Run over to your daughter. There's a running over that's about to take place. Somebody give him praise and glory. I feel a running over anointing up in here. Hey, my cup is my life. Which means that it's not somebody else's table and it's not somebody else's cup. It's your own. My cup runneth over. There's a continuous flow that's about to take place. Because out of your belly shall flow, come on John 7, rivers, not one river, but many of them. Rivers of living water. Anybody right there? My cup runneth over. Then he said, surely, 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 surely. This is a season of the surely. Certainly. Certamente. Anybody right there? The French says, sandut. Certainement. Anybody there? Surely. Somebody say surely. That means without doubt. This is definitely going to happen. Oh, Jesus. Surely means whether they believe or don't believe. Whether you believe or you don't believe. If he said surely, it's a yes all the way. Jesus, I, listen, there's a surely for somebody in here. Surely, 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 surely. If he said he's going to bless you, he's going to bless you. Somebody say surely. Yeah, just keep me up. I'll be all right. He said, surely goodness. Goodness. Somebody say goodness. Now, I'm almost uh, bringing this into something here. Because listen, this is a year of goodness. Now, watch this. I know you didn't see this before. But there in Exodus, I believe it's in chapter 33, where, you know, we're talking about Moses. And he said, Moses said, show me. Your glory. I beseech you, Lord, show me your glory. Now watch what? Watch this here. God's definition of glory is not glory. He didn't say, I will cause all of my glory to pass by you. He said, I will cause all of my goodness. Hey, 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 hey. 
In other words, his nature, his attributes, everything from the beginning of the garden since now. Since he called everything good. He's the listen, anybody right there? He said, Surely everything that is good that I have decreed and declared is good goodness, wealth, health, whatever you're waiting on, surely goodness and mercy. That means favor is about to follow you. I will call all my goodness to pass before you and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious. Mercy, gracious, mercy shall follow you. I will show you mercy. Goodness and mercy shall follow you. They're not on the side of you. They're not in the front of you. They're at the back. They're the red gods. Hallelujah. Goodness and mercy. So it's, watch this right here. You have goodness, but you need mercy. Because the mercy is the favor of God. And some people have goodness, but they don't have no favor yet. And there's some that have mercy and they have favor, but they don't have goodness. Anybody right there? In other words, this is something double. It means that we are in a year that is dichotomous. I know that's a big word for some. It's a paradoxical year. Uh, paradox. Uh, yeah, yeah, just study Oxford. Yeah, you'll be okay. Webster. <laughs> a paradox, a dichotomy. You're, you're talking about something that's doubled. You're about to see both sides. Hebayo sukataya. Yeah, yeah, that's why there's a 2022. It's two, 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 two. How about you? In other words, it's a double year. It's double. It's double. It's double. Everywhere you look, it's double at the beginning. It's double at the end. It's double in the middle of it. There's a two here. There's a two there. God is about to render unto you double for all your shame. Hallelujah. He said, this day I will render unto you double. That's a scripture. And he said, double for all your shame. So we are in a double year, a dichotomous year, a paradoxical year. In other words, what the, men, what the enemy meant for bad. Surely, goodness. Uh, God. I don't know if you got that right there. What the enemy made for bad and he meant it for your bad God is about to turn it around for your what because goodness shall follow you in other words hallelujah he's gonna change what is bad into good goodness is about to overcome evil that's Romans chapter 12 21 he said that good will overcome evil Anybody in the Holy Ghost right here? Then all things will work together for your good. Listen, I hear it. Something good is about to happen to you. Something good is about to happen for your son. It's about to happen for your daughter. It's about to happen in your family. It's about to happen in St. Pete. It's about to happen in Florida. It's about to happen in Venezuela. It's about to happen in Colombia. It's, hey, hey, it's about to happen in the Bahamas. Surely, goodness 
goodness, something good is about to take place. One thing the Lord said to me about this year, it is going to be a year of supernatural conversion. He's about to convert some things, turn things completely around for your good. Hey, you passed the test of the wilderness. Now it's time to possess your promised land. This is going to be the year of good fruit in the land. God, I feel something in the Holy Ghost because the Lord is about to change some things. This is going to be a turnaround year, a turnaround blessing. And you listen, he said, I'm getting ready to turn it around, turn it around, turn it around, turn it around, turn it everywhere you turn. I'm going to bless you everywhere you turn. I'm going to bless you every time you turn. I'm getting ready to bless you. Tell your neighbor, turn it, turn it, turn it, turn it, turn it. He's getting ready to turn it around. There's a turnaround blessing. I feel a turn in my spirit because this is a season, the Bible says, as the waters turn, God is getting ready to turn it around for your good. The relationship is going to turn around. Your son and your daughter is getting ready to turn around. He said, and I know that all things will work together for my good. Then he goes on and he said to them who love God, to those who love God, anyone in here loves God. I know you've been going through some stuff, but I still love him. Anybody in the Holy Ghost, we came through the pandemic, pandemic. I don't care what epidemic it is, whether they planned it, planned it. You need to understand we still here, which means, yeah, God. We still here. And the reason why we are still here is because God turned it around for your good. And he wanted you to understand that your purpose is preserving your life. The reason why you're still alive is because of purpose. It's because of your assignment. You can't die till your assignment is over. Anybody right there? Just give me a little bit more here and I won't overdo because I, I keep hearing what God is speaking here tonight. One of the scriptures that I need to deal with to help you there is in Exodus chapter 12, uh, verse 13 and verse 14 because that is one of the scriptures that God is speaking about in this move. Glory be to God. He said, you will put the blood. Somebody say the blood. Yeah, there are three witnesses that he left. The water, the spirit, and the blood. So we in the year of the blood and the blood is still speaking of better things concerning your life. That's there in Hebrews 12, 24. The blood is still speaking. That's a witness on the stand. God, let me just keep dealing with it here. He said, the blood shall be to you for a token or for a sign upon the houses. Glory be to God where you are. Now listen, this is important that we understand it's upon your houses. It's upon your houses. Uh, it's not because you put a red cloth on the outside of the house. In the Bahamas, we had some prophets who were uh, prophet lying. They were pathetic and not prophetic. And they said the Lord told them during the pandemic to, to get a red cloth and tie it on the door. 
I said, well, my name is not Rahab. I said, you can't take what's in the Bible like that and apply it to this time. Because the only one that got a red rope and a red cloth and put it on the house was a harlot. I said, so what you saying about yourself? And they had some members that said, pastor should be, I said, I said, you really think the devil cares if you have a red rope on the outside? Anybody right there? I said, he doesn't care if you have a red rope on the it, It's what it means. I said, no, but spiritually speaking, you could put a rope out, but if you don't plead the blood, I said, this is more spiritual than it is physical. And I said, you need to understand something here. Because watch this right here. The same house that had a red cloth burned up in the fire. And they put it on the news. It was on the news. And here was a house burned right up with a red cloth on the door. I said, see, obviously... The fire didn't care about no red cloth. Because there's some people who they, they focus on the spectacular and they miss the supernatural. They focus on what is spectacular and they miss the supernatural move of God because they're walking by sight and not by faith. Faith applies the blood. Because we know what the blood can do for us. Anybody right there? And watch this right here. He said, it will be for a sign, but I want you to put it upon your houses. And then it goes on and it says something here. He said, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Oh boy, now this is powerful. Because the question is, who is speaking? When I see the blood, I will pass over you. So it means that we have to check out who I is. <laughs> when I see the blood, he's talking the death angel, Apollyon, uh -huh, the destroyer. When I see the blood, that means it was a death angel on assignment who sees the blood and he said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Watch this right here. He said, and that's not it. The plague. Now watch this. I'm going to give you something. Just stay right there because uh, the word plague, plaga, we would say. But when you really look at the Greek and the Hebrew of this word and the Latin of the word, it says epidemia. Search it on Google. Go right in and you'll find out. In the original language, it says, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And he said, and the epidemic. The plague. The plague. Take me back to that scripture right there. He says, that's right. The plague shall, now you can continue, not be upon you. To destroy you, God. When I smite the land of Egypt. Now take me to verse 14. 
He said, and in and this day shall be unto you for a memorial. You shall keep the feast of the Lord throughout all of your generations. He's talking about the Passover. But I want you to see what it said right there. Because that by itself is powerful. Because he wanted us to understand something. There's another scripture that talks about it. And he says this. He says, when the blood was upon their houses, the destroyer could not come in. Glory be to God. The destroyer cannot destroy you if you have contingencies in place. You have to apply the blood. Tell your neighbor, apply the blood. He said, watch this right here. No plague shall come nigh your dwelling. Hey, that's why he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge. He's my fortress. My God in him will I trust surely. He shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. There shall no evil befall you. Neither shall any epidemic, pandemic. Listen here. No plague, no COVID-19, 20, 21, no omega no gamma no beta no sigma no epsilon god i don't care if it's a bird flu swine flu asian flu any kind of h1n1 i don't care what comes no plague no plague no plague no plague no plague shall come nigh your dwelling I'm going to show you something you never saw before. I'm taking you right there because this is a year, as I said this morning, it is a season to move off of the battlefield and enter the courtrooms. And we're entering the courtrooms. Let me go into the courts. The Bible says that we enter his gates with thanksgiving, but we come into his there are many courts, civil courts, criminal courts. Anybody still in the Holy Ghost? Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you have all of these courts. Then it says with praise, but we forget courts. It's with something, but you have entered into a legal system. Because Satan is a legalist. Mm. <laughs> Satan operates from a legal dimension. I'm going to show you something here. Let me take you to Revelation first, and then we're going to back right up into Job. So in Revelation, passing Revelation chapter 12, uh, verse 10, 11, and 12. And watch this right here. So woe to the inhabitants of the earth. Isn't that what it says? Because the enemy talking about the devil, he said here, he said, I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, yeah, of course. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser. Somebody say accuser. That word accuser is a Greek word called kategoros. Say kategoros. Yeah, it sounds like I'm saying category. What category are you in? Names of all the, anyhow. Yeah. Uh, the accuser, the categoros of our brethren is cast down. Now write these notes down. Categoros means a complainant of law. Complainant of law. Okay, let me take it a little deeper. One who files a case against you. Accuser means prosecutor. Not someone who blames you. See, that's how we would see it. 
They accusing me of everything. I'm just being accused left and right. I'm tired of all the abuse. I'm tired of being buked. I'm tired. I'm tired. They keep on accusing me. No, that's not what that means. It means he's filed a legal case against you. The original language says categoros, a complainant of law, one who takes up a lawsuit against your life. Now, this is going to change everything when you start seeing this here. The accuser of our brethren is cast down, who is filing a case against everyone before our God when? Day and night. Even right now, he's filing. And he files the case by gathering the antecedent or what we call criminal history about your life. Sins, iniquities, and transgressions. Anybody right there? He gathers all of it and then he enters into the courtrooms of heaven and he presents it before God who is judge. There are three dimensions of prayer. And we find it in Luke chapter 11 and then Luke chapter 18. So if you're just taking your notes because the preacher is coming and the prophet is coming. But we need to get our brains together. So in Luke chapter 11, it speaks about the prayer where God is our father. Our father who art in heaven. And then hallowed be thy name. And you were, when you read further down in chapter 11, he said, and which one of you asking your friend? So we see prayer from the Father when we present our case before the Father. And then we see it at God as our friend. That's the intercessor where we stand on behalf of another. Ah, boy, Jesus. Then in Luke chapter 18, we now see God when we pre present our case before God as judge. So three dimensions of prayer. When we present our case before the Father, when we present our case before our friend, and when we present it before the judge. Luke chapter 18 says, watch this right here, because I'm going to come back right there. Yeah, he accuses us day and night, because then it goes forward and it says that we overcame him, the accuser, by the blood of the Lamb. You got to call, watch this, your defense. The first witness on the stand. The first witness on the side. Since there's an accuser and we're in the courts, we need a witness. So the first witness on the stand is the blood. We overcome the accuser by the blood of the lamb. Then he says, and by the word of their testimony. The word testimony is martyrs and it means a judicial witness. Testimony is not when you testify and say, I once was lost in sin and Jesus took me in and then a little light from heaven, you know, came upon my soul and those who know the virtue of prayer. Pray my strength and the Lord, glory be to God. Thank God for my testimony. No, no, no. That's church. Testimony means I am calling a legal witness. There's a word of my testimony. I am calling a judicial witness that watch this right here. Then he says, and they love not their lives even unto the death. Powerful. Now watch this right here. Take me further into Revelation and take me into Revelation chapter 19. Chapter 19, verse 11. Then we're going to back it up from there. 
And the Bible says right here, and I saw heaven open. Notice heaven is open. Hey, glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hey, glory. Hallelujah. Lord, I just felt something there. Let me tell you what I saw. Because see, there are some people who never see heaven open. I saw heaven open. Which means there's some people whose heavens are shut. Brass heavens. They never see heaven open. Because sin has closed it. Iniquity has closed it. Transgressions have closed it. But there's something else when you can see heaven open. This is a season God is about to open your eyes. To see the open heaven above you. Glory be to anybody got that right there. He wants you to see heaven open. I don't just want to hear it open. I want to see it open. He said, I saw heaven open. I heard you, Holy Ghost. He said, and behold, a white horse. Notice it's a white horse. Whenever there's a white horse, it speaks of purity. It speaks of victory. Lord Jesus can be dear. He, he's not talking just about that, but the victory. So if there's going to be victory, there must have been a war somewhere. It was a white horse and he who sat upon it was called what? Faithful and what? True. Oh boy, listen right here. I got to help you because faithful because of his covenant to us. But true is because he's judge. So, that, so he's faithful because of this covenant. But he's true because of his legal standing. Anybody got that there? And in righteousness, the Bible said, he doth what? Judge. Then it said, and make war. What we like to do is make war before judging. Because religion will cause you to fight everything. And while you're on the battlefield, your accuser is in a courtroom. You're all dressed up, pulling down, strong And all is happening, you get getting tired. There ain't no breakthrough. You don't feel no breakthrough. You keep on praying and fighting. Principalities and powers, you're in the wrong dimension. Because while you are fighting on the battlefield, your accuser is in a courtroom. Tell your neighbor, take it to the court. God, I feel something here. When you go to the courtrooms of heaven, I'm going to show you something. Take me now to Daniel chapter 10. Daniel chapter 7, sorry. Daniel chapter 7, verse 10. Watch what it says about the heavens again. Watch it. A fiery stream issued and it came forth from before him. Thousand, thousands ministered unto him and then 10,000 times 10,000. I know you know that hymn. They stood before him, and now watch what it says. The judgment was set. Uh, and the books were open. Now watch this, Apostle Prophet. And watch this, watch this right here. In another version of the scripture, I think it's either in the NIV or in the Amplified, it says this. The courts were in session. And the books were open. The courts were in session. Judgment was set. And the books were open. I'm going to say it again. Court in session. 
Look it up. You'll find it. Look it up in another version. See, the judge was seated. The court was in session. If the courts are in session, then it means the accuser and our adversary is already there. Yes, sir. The Holy Ghost said, while the courts are in session, we are on the battlefield. Watch this. He said, and then the books were open. Can I deal with it right there? So courts in session. Because he accuses us day and night. So even right now, he's accusing. He's filing a case against you to deny you. Now watch this. Right here, it takes us, remember now, there, it calls Satan the accuser. Isn't that right in Revelation? It says Satan, you know. It doesn't say, it doesn't say the devil. Satan is not the devil. Oh boy. Satan is not the devil. Satan is the accuser. The devil is a tempter. The devil is your adversary, not your accuser. Whenever Satan is used, is the highest rank. In other words, watch this. It speaks about his legal function. I know it's going to get quiet. Now let me put it in Spanish then. Satanás is not Diablo. El Diablo is different than Satanás. Sometimes what we want to do, is we, we, we want to put Satan and the devil in the same rank. It's a different function. Jehovah Rapha, still Jehovah. Jehovah Sikhanu is still Jehovah. Jehovah M. Kadesh is still Jehovah. But he has different titles depending on what he has to deal with. So when the Bible uses Satan, it's speaking about our accuser. When it uses devil, then it means it is your adversary. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, who? The devil. It doesn't say your adversary, Satan. The devil denies you, but Satan files against you. Ah, boy. The devil fights. He doesn't want you to receive what rightfully belongs to you. These are different functions. In the realm of the spirit. Because the realm of the spirit deals with legalities. I got to deal with it. I got to deal with it. Because this is the reason why prayers have not been answered. Because we are fighting in the wrong realm. We are fighting from the wrong position. From the wrong spiritual place. And while we are on the battlefield, our adversary and accuser is before the court systems. Anybody got this right here? The word Diablo deals with the tempter. 
the one who attacks us, the one who denies us. He's the one who is a, watch this right here, he's an opposer. He's the one who blocks you, restricts you. He's not in the court necessarily. His function is a little different. He carries out what Satan has filed. Okay, you get that later. <laughs> Did you get it? Okay, let me just, I know it's Sesame Street. You got to break it down. Let's break it down. Because I'm changing mindsets here. I'm changing the mindsets here. Because we've been fighting in the wrong place. Now watch this. So it said the judgment was set. And the books were open. Courts were in session. Now watch this right here. So whenever you see Satan, it's a legal dimension. Here, now let me take you to where we see him first. Job chapter 1. Let's go there. Let's go to Job. Yeah, see the teacher is in. And there are a lot of prophets who can't teach nothing. They prophesy to everything that moves in the building. What does the Bible say? I don't know. I know I saw an angel over there, though. He's flapping his wings over you. And I see the glory, glory be to God. Hallelujah. What does the Bible say? I don't know. That's usually when I say deuces. See you later. I want to hear where it lines up with the word. If it's not lining up, then I need to know what dimension you're seeing in. From what heaven and what is the source of your revelation and what is the source of your vision. Because you may be operating from the seventh, from the second heaven. Watch this here. From the second heaven, but not the third. There are only three heavens. The first heaven, the second heaven, and the third. And we know it's a third heaven because Paul says, I was caught up. I knew a man and it was caught up in the third heaven. So the third heaven is where God is, where his throne is. Anybody right there? The second heaven is where the principalities are. Ah, oh, God. Where darkness is. That's the second. And there are people who operate in darkness. That's why they have a spirit of divination. Because they're operating from that second heaven. They may know your name. They know your number. They know where you live. They have facts about you. But they can't give you truth. Because the truth can only come from the Father. And the spirit of truth. Hallelujah. And I'm going to say just something right there, just very qu quickly to you. Because a prophet can be wrong, but not false. A false prophet is not a wrong prophet. Ah, God. <laughs> because a false prophet operates under a spirit of divination. It's not genuine. They're a demonic agent. Anybody right there? But if you are a true prophet, you can be wrong. Because there's grace upon your life that will cause you sometimes to miss it. And just because you're wrong, it doesn't make you false. If you're wrong, you could be corrected. But if you're false, we got to get rid of you. Anybody got that right there? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because see, the antithesis of false is true. And something that is wrong is not necessarily false. False just means you ain't real. Oh, Lord. Anyhow, anyhow, let me back up and 
Let me just, let me just deal right there. Uh, so where was I? Was I, I was in Job. Let's go to Job. Yeah, somebody needs a job. Say job. That's a word for somebody. That's a word for somebody. That's a word for somebody. Why am I not being blessed? Get a job. Oh, God. I remember I had somebody said, they said, prophet, I need a word from the Lord. I said, bring your Bible, bring your Bible, bring the Bible. I said, wherever you open, God has to talk to you. Yes, I believe that. I said, okay, just open and don't look and just point. They open it and they point it. I said, and the finger fell on Job. I said, God said, go get a job. I said, I didn't open it. You asked God to talk and you said, why are you going through problems? You don't have a job. Get a job. Prophet, I need a real word. I said, you opened it, you pointed to it, and God spoke. J-O-B. I said, I rest my case, it's over. <laughs> Take me to Job. Take me to Job chapter 1, because this is where we need to go here. And you know, Job is the oldest in the Bible. It's the oldest book. And it's not Genesis, but Job. And so, of course, Esther, Job. Before we get into Psalms, we've got to go to Job. So Job now, in chapter 1, so take me there. And of course, it talks about there was a man of us whose name was Job. Now, I just want to go, yeah, just give me that right there. Mm -hmm. Whose name was Job, and that man was perfect. He was upright. He feared God. He eschewed evil. Keep on going. We're going to go down to the 10th verse, okay? And it says here, it was born unto him seven sons and three daughters. Of course, so then that's 10 children. His substance was great. Basically, 7,000 sheep <laughs> for the seven sons. Well, if you got seven sons, somebody better be working. So each son was in charge of 1,000 sheep. Since he had seven sons, that's right, right? 7,000 sheep. And how many camels? 3,000 camels. So the daughters took take care of the camels. Jesus, Lord Jesus. Can I go a little deeper here? Oh, Lord. That means you can't marry broke, busted, disgusted, ain't got no camel man. In fact, in the Middle East, when it was time for you to get married, you had to bring your camels. And he who presented you with more camels is said to you what they have in their house. <laughs> Notice, it said 3,000 camels. So each daughter had 1,000 camels. Then he said 500 yoke of oxen, 500 she asses, and what else? And then it says, and a very great household. So that this man was the greatest of all of the men of the east. Keep on going right here. Glory be to God. His sons went and they feasted in their houses, every one of them on that day. And they sent and they called their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. Come on there. And then it said, and it was so when the day of feasting was about that Job sent and sanctified them. You know why? Because he thought while they were feasting, they were sinning. 
Hey, God, I don't have time to deal with that right there. Do I have Because that right there is already dealing with your tithe and your offering. There are some people who give out of fear. Anyhow, see, he, he rose up, he sanctified, and, and, and then it says he rose up in the morning and he offered what? Burnt offerings. God didn't tell him to do it. He had to do it because he thought they were sinning through their feasting. Now watch this. According to the number of them, all. Now watch this right here. So then Job said, see, it may be that my sons rebelled. They sinned. They committed a crime. So I have to make sure I make an offering to deal with their crime. Watch this. I'm not sure about their crime. Ah, Lord. I wasn't there. It's a maybe. So there's some people who give emotionally and out of fear and not really sure. Anyhow, anyhow, anyhow. Uh, that's just something right there. Let's continue. Then now it says, uh, so he said, it might be that they have sinned and what? And curse God in their hearts. So he had to do that continually. Go ahead. Now take me to verse six. Now the, ah. So there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. Hmm. And who came? Y'all reading? So if they came to present themselves before the Lord, that means judge. Before the judge. Y'all right here? Then it said Satan was among them. Watch this. If Satan was among them, what files did he have? Since he's a prosecutor. Anybody right there? He is an accuser. He is a complainant of law. So I want to know what files he has. Jesus. Watch this right here. He came among them. Verse 7. And the Lord said to Satan, uh, where are you coming from? He said, I'm to and fro on the earth. You know, I got my job to do. Keep on going. <laughs> and from, verse 8, walking up and down, walk, just doing my job. And then, because remember, a roaring lion seeking whom he may. Uh -huh. Up and down, up and down. Now watch this. So the Lord said to Satan, um, since you were there in the earth, um, have you considered my servant Job? Watch this. Ain't none like him in the earth. He's perfect, man. He's real perfect. He's purdy and perfect. <laughs> he said, he's an upright man. Watch, read the next. One that feareth God and escheweth evil. Watch verse 9. Watch the accuser now. So Satan said, oh, really? Is he doing it for nothing? In other words, I have a file on him. I have a file on him. I have something on him. I have something on him. Remember, Satan is the accuser. So what is he accusing Job of here? Wrong motives. You think he's just doing this for nothing? I got papers on him. You called him faithful, you called him perfect, you called him upright, but I got papers on him. 
y'all reading? Is he doing this for nothing? Was it just a show? (laughs) Someone asked the question, why do we sing? When we lift our hands to Jesus, what do we really mean? Someone asked the question, was it just a show? See? Did he do it for nothing? There's a, watch this. In other words, he is accusing Job of trying to manipulate God. There are some people who are not worshiping in spirit and in truth. They're worshiping in the flesh. They're trying to manipulate God to move on their behalf. He said, are you worshiping for nothing? Are you doing it for nothing? Now watch this right here. He said, I got some papers on him. I know his motives. I know what he's trying to do. Now watch this right here because the judge is listening. And so because God is a righteous judge and now your prosecutor has filed against you. Come on now. And Job is standing right there. Are you reading? Now watch this. So for the first time, we see Satan Watch this. Revealing about the hedge. God. I'm going to deal with it. Have you not made a hedge around about him and everything he has? Now watch this. In your Bibles, write this down. When I looked up the word hedge, guess what it said, Pastor Joe? It said restraining order. I'm going to say it again. You think the hedge is a bush. Come on. Come on now. Because the way we're thinking is that there's a bush there. There's a fence around it. He got us blocked in. But that's not what that means. Because we're in a courtroom. This is a legal dimension. Have you not placed a restraining order? Jesus around him around his house around his sons around everything he has in other words I've tried to touch but there's an order that restrains me because no uh, Jesus touch not the Lord that every time I went I heard touch not the Lord's anointed and do his prophets know how there's a restraining order anybody in the Holy Ghost your hedge around you is a restraining order that no weapon form against you shall prosper every tongue that rises up against you in judgment you shall condemn it this is a season can't touch it I have a restraining order against sickness against disease against worry against lack against confusion against witchcraft against voodoo against opair there is a restraining order poverty can't touch you lack cannot touch you COVID can't touch you there is a restraining order No plague shall come nigh your dwelling. Why? Because there's a restraining order. You can't blow up the house. You can't burn up the house. You can't move to this house. There is a restraining order. Sit, we almost finished. 
there's a restraining order. You have a hedge. Everything, there's a hedge there. He can't get around it. He came to your house. He can't touch it. He tried to go under it. There was restraining order. He came to the left side. There's a restraining order. He came against your son. There was a restraining order. He came against your daughter. There's a restraining order. He tried to cause your car to get into an accident. There's a restraining order. He tried to crush you when you're on the plane. But there is a restraining order. Hey, hey, hey. There's a restraining order. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord shall deliver them out of them all because there's a restraining order on your life. When you set a restraining order in place, it means that the, watch this right here. It means there's an authorization that the enemy the accuser, the adversary can't touch you. In other words, I tried. This, this is what he's saying. I tried, but I can't do nothing. Because you have a restraining order against me. I showed up and I had to go back home because there was a restraining order. God, I feel it right here. Anybody in the Holy Ghost in here? I couldn't break into the house because that would have been a felony. But I, I, there was a restraining order. You got to, you have him all around everything he has. Have you not made it around his house and everything on every side? Have you not blessed the work of his hands? And his substance has increased there's an inflation coming to your substance. Oh, hey, hey, hey. He's about to, listen here. He's about to increase you in your goods in the land. You know what I just heard there? In other words, the enemy wanted your substance to go down. And every time he kept trying to touch it, it increased. <laughs> His substances increase. He's letting God know, I tried, but it ain't working. And then you know what I just heard the Holy Ghost say? In other words, watch this. I send them more bills, but they kept paying it off. Every time their pockets seem to go on zero, seems like you made them a hero overnight. Anybody in the Holy Ghost in here? I'm talking to someone in the Holy Ghost. Your substance is about to increase. The denomination of your finances is about to increase. You're getting ready to go from thousands to hundreds of thousands to thousands of thousands to millions and billions in the name of Jesus. My substance shall increase. Hey, I, I, I. My substance shall increase. Get ready for a fleet. From one bus to a fleet of bus. Anybody in the Holy Ghost. From one car to own the, the car part. Anybody in the Holy Ghost right here. You're going to own Ford. You're not going to buy the bread. You're going to open the factory. Because it's, it's well, anybody here, it's about dominating the industry and walking into dominion and ownership. 
When you have ownership, it delivers you from the mentality of entitlement. Slaves have a mentality of entitlement. Kings walk in ownership. And when you have ownership and dominion, you're not entitled. You own it. I heard the Holy Ghost right here. There are those who are entitled to and those who hold the title. I hold a clear title. I hold a clear title. Anybody right there? I hold a clear title to a mansion. And the mansion that he's going to prepare is a place. And there's a whole coastline. Jesus didn't say I go to prepare. Watch this. A mansion for you. He said I go to prepare a place. So there are those who just want a mansion just over the hilltop and on the hillside. But he said, I want, I'm going to give you the whole territory. Behold, I go to prepare an entire coastline for you. Because if you're king, you should have territory. On your territory, you can have 50 mansions. Many, many mansions that all belong to you. Because the place is about your coastline and your territory. That changes your mindset. Anybody right there? Why? Because your substance is about to increase. Lord, I just heard something. From one house to two houses. From two houses to four houses. To an entire development plan. God is going to cause you to be the developer. And you are going to own all of the houses. Anybody in the Holy Ghost in here? I just saw exceeding grace development Building development. <laughs> How about, let's put it this way, like saying beaming hope estates. Y'all got that? See, there's some people who are just settling. Why should the wicked have it? That's the point. And we don't have a problem with them increasing. But when it comes to you as a believer, everyone has a problem. And they tell you, you shouldn't be driving that. Why not? The devil's driving his. Next time they tell you, say, why not? The devil is driving it. So I should have mine too. My increase is coming. The substance is about to increase in the land. I'm just going to break this down here because the Bible says something that said, he said, foxes have their holes and birds have their nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. He's not talking about a house. He was saved. That's right. He was not homeless and he was in the littlest hobo running around because it meant this. Foxes have their environment. Birds have their environment. But the son of man has nowhere to rest and to lay and to download his mentality. He's talking about head. Strategy. Concepts. He's looking for the right head to carry. Can I lay my mindset on you? This is what he's saying. 
I'm trying to get kingdom and bring you out of religion. And I've been searching and looking to see where can I lay my mindset of dominion. I need an environment that I could plant seed of the kingdom. Nowhere to lay my mentality. And I found there's another scripture as we continue here from Ecclesiastes chapter 10. And it said, have you not seen slaves on horseback? While the princes are walking. There's what? Evil. <laughs> Under the sun. That's it. See, that's right. He said, have you seen servants on horses? And princes walking as servants upon the earth. Let me tell you, you know what that means right there. It means when the unqualified mind is in a high place. You suffer. Because the servant should never be on a horseback. God. You suppose anybody got it there? The kings and the princes are supposed to be on a horseback. Why? Because their mentality is different from the servant. Another word for servant is actually slave. So when the slave mentality is in a high position. The people in society will suffer. We're suffering because the unqualified mind has been operating from a high place. While the kings and the princes who are really qualified are walking. Ah, boy. Let me say something. I said something after church very quickly. While you get all this information. This could take time to digest it. But it's all right. This is a good five-course meal. We're tired of chicken and the pablum. It's time for some good steak and porterhouse in the Holy Ghost. Time for that 42-ounce shoeless. You need the one that looks like the football. Not the palamia. We need the big one, the big one. But this is, I'm, I'm helping you with something. Because... One of the things we begin to understand about your mentality, it has to change. It has to change. God wants to bring you into dominion in this move. To dominate the systems. We were born in the presence of God. We were born in the place called Eden, in the spot. So everything comes out from his presence. This is going to help you right here. Yes, I said it after church. And it is this. Watch this. When we came across the waters during the transatlantic slave trade, one of the things is that the kings, the slaves that came were actually kings. They're from a kingly line. That's why they were big. That's why they were strapping. That's why we called them the mandingos. But what we found out in the history is that when the slave masters came, they took the slippers from off of the slaves. They met them in Yoruba land, an Igbo land, walking with slippers, which means these were kingly tribes. And what they did is they stripped them by removing their slippers. Okay, let me put it this way. They pulled them off of the horses and caused them to walk in shackles. Let me help you with something. 
Because when you go back into the history, the original Hebrews are us. That's just what it is. Who we see today are not the original ones. They scattered into Europe and became Eurocentric. And they still tried to grow locks. You're going to get that later. And it only could go so far. When the Bible speaks about Samson, it says the locks of his head. I was in Israel several years ago, and I, one of my spiritual brothers I got to me, and his hair, his locks, were all the way down, all the way down here. We went to the Wailing Wall, and when he walked as a prophet, with his locks at the heel, all of the Jews went like this. And they, they moved to feel to see if it was real. And they kept saying, Samson, Samson, Samuel, Shumael. I said, what are they? He said, what are they saying? I said, they, they're thinking that you are the prophet Samuel or Elijah. How was Elijah and Moses recognized? The Nazarite vow. They're locks. And if it was locks, it means it naturally grows out there. You can get it later. You can get it later. Because what happened is when all of our nations became colonized, certain things from the culture of the continent was lost. So it takes the continent to retrain us and reteach us of who we really are. Get that in a minute right there. It's not racial. It's biblical. And I'm going to say something because what usually happens is that if cultures are not dipped in the blood and receive the spiritual DNA of Yeshua HaMashiach, you will stay in your culture without his. And therefore, your genetic anomaly and proclivity will continue in your bloodline till you jump over the bloodline and you allow his bloodline to become your bloodline. He's about to cleanse your bloodline. This is a year of the blood. He's about to cleanse your bloodline. He's about to cleanse your generation of all of the satanic anomalies and proclivities of your bloodline. He's about to clean it out from everything the enemy has placed within it through sin, iniquity, and transgression. This is going to be your season that whatever was stolen from your bloodline, you're about to receive your inheritance in the name of Jesus. Whatever has been stopping you, blocking you, denying you because of what they did, God is about to remove it. I know it's a little deep here tonight because I wanted to go deep. I'm tired of shallow. It's time for the meat of the word and to go and to grow thereby. There are levels and dimensions that God wants you to walk in. But because of our mindsets and because we've been stuck in a rut, we have not been able to access the realms and dimensions of healing, working of miracles and demonstration. We can find preachers anywhere, but we can't find demonstrators of the power. 
We can find teachers, but we can't find the demonstrators of what you teach. Because everyone is afraid of demonstration because it takes a real walk with God and a walk of faith to let go of what you know to gain everything about him. And what we have done is that we have placed demonstration of the power and we have subjected it to the prophetic. We have subjected it to deliverance ministry. And they get delivered and they still are in a wheelchair. They get delivered but they still have cancer in their body. They get delivered but you never see the lame walking. But she got a prophetic word. The prophets of the New Testament operated in creative miracles where the five loaves and the two fish were multiplied to be able to feed 50,000 persons. And then the Bible said of a truth, this is the true prophet that shall come into the earth. In other words, signs, miracles, and wonders were symbolic and descriptive of the prophetic ministry. And there are those who prophesy and it's almost near, watch this, it's almost close to divination. Because they can give you information with no truth. No direction. No confirmation. The prophetic is supposed to transform your life. You're supposed to walk away edified, exhorted, and comforted. Not afraid, not confused, trying to still figure out what was that word all about. This is a season that God is delivering. Yes, sir. The Lord said, I'm purifying the prophetic stream. I'm bringing a move of holiness back into the church. And the fear of God is about to come back, said the Spirit of the Lord. Because you've been accused too long and it's now your time to get to redeem the times because the days are evil. This is going to be a season that God is about to, yes sir, I went this way tonight because the spirit of the Lord said to me, he said, let them know that whatever was filed against them in the courtrooms of heaven is about to be revoked and removed by the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony. He said, let them know that their prayers are about to be answered because you filed it, but there's an answer on its way. Whatever legal issue was in the way that's been trying to block you and stop you from the answering of your prayer it's about to be removed out of the way every evil case every legal ground that the enemy has been using the accuser has been accusing you of it's about to be revoked and removed and acquitted I'm going to close with something right here from Luke chapter 13. I know you never saw this before, but you'll see it. Because the Bible is about a king. It's about a kingdom. It's about how the royal family is supposed to be. We don't have a religious status. We don't have a religion. We don't have a denomination. We are a chosen generation. We are royal priesthood. We are royalty in the earth. He has made us as kings and queens. Anybody right there? And priests forever. And yes, you are a queen in the kingdom of God. This is going to be a season of transforming women into daughters. You have some women, but they're not daughters of faith. Or not this daughter of Abraham. You better hear me in the Holy Ghost. 
This is going to be a season of change. And this is going to be a time, hallelujah, of the queen of Sheba's that are about to rise up. You're going to have great substance. You're going to own your 3,000 camels. Anybody in the Holy Ghost, your 7,000 sheep and your substance shall be great in the land. The devil can't stop it. He can't block it. There's a restraining order in the name of Jesus. This is going to be your season. God is about to shame the devil. He's about to shut the accuser's mouth. This is a season. He's going to silence the accuser of your generation. Every tongue that is raising up against you in judgment, in judgment, in the courtrooms of heaven. Every tongue that has risen up against you in the courtrooms of heaven. He said, you will condemn it. That means silence it, muzzle it. When you enter into the courts, you really start seeing things different. You will pray Psalm 35 different. Plead my cause. Plead my cause, oh God. Fight against them. He has to plead before he can fight. He needs a reason to fight. He needs a verdict to fight. He needs authorization to fight. God, I feel something in the Holy Ghost in here. Because the Spirit of the Lord just said to me, he said, listen. He said, I'm about to release an increase angelic host. Mm, I feel something in here. He said, the miracles are about to take place. When I increase substance, I'm about to increase my anointing. He said, and my glory is about to be seen. It's going to walk up into your row and you are one decision away the spirit of the Lord as I begin to end this because listen while I'm standing here I kept seeing angels just all around the building and I saw where poverty was trying to get in and, and sickness was trying to get in and witchcraft was trying to get in and confusion was trying to get in and all kinds of iniquity has been trying to get in. But I saw a restraining order and I heard the Holy Ghost say, the angels are protecting. Yes, he shall give his angels charge over you. Ambassadorial escorts, supernatural security. And this is your season that the Department of National Security is going to take care of you. It's going to guard and protect your personage and your property in the name of Jesus. Let me bring this into something here. Hey, there from Luke chapter 13. And the Bible said there was a woman that had a spirit of infirmity. She was there for, for 18 years. 18 years, 18 years. And then when Jesus saw her, he said unto her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. The Holy Ghost said something to me when I looked up this word loosed. It means you are no longer under obligation. When I looked up the word loosed, it, it said acquitted from a crime looked up the word loose it meant released from spiritual obligation and from the penalty of crime it's a word called apoluo it means to be acquitted of a crime woman you've been released 
and acquitted from that penalty and that crime. The spirit of infirmity basically meant the spirit, it meant that a strong man has been assigned to your generation because it has found a right, a legal ground to attack you. The enemy, a curse cannot come without a cause. It's Proverbs 26 verse 2. A curse cannot land upon your life without cause. You are not under attack for nothing. Someone opened the door. Something opened the door. Something gave the enemy a reason and rights to be there. Jesus was saying to this woman, now I'm going to deal with it. The reason is because pastor, apostle, here's what the Lord said. He said, this woman represents the body of Christ who's been spiritually anemic for far too long. Spiritual anorexia and bulimic. Sickness in their soul. He heals a sin-sick soul. They are sick in their emotions and sick in their relationships. And there's been infirmity. They're sick financially and sick mentally. Can I really deal with it right here? But when Jesus saw her, he said, you're not going to stay in this case. He said, watch this right here. He said, you shall be loose from your infirmity. And then you're going to watch this. Then the next verse said that when these things happened, those who were there, the scribes and the Pharisees found problems. And Jesus said to them, and they were filled with indignation because Jesus was healing on the Sabbath day. And then Jesus goes on and he says right there to them, he said, six day you ought to work. And then of course, everyone comes to be healed except the Sabbath. They move down further because then the Lord said to him, you are a hypocrite. Ought not, I want to go right there. Ought not this woman, this daughter of Abraham, Notice that he changes the title from woman to daughter. Your status is about to change. Your name is about to change. You have rights as a daughter. You are going to come into your spiritual inheritance. You are not just some ordinary woman, some ordinary believer, some ordinary church. You are a daughter. In other words, you have rights to the commonwealth. You have access. Ought not this daughter of Abraham, whom the accuser, whom Satan has placed under, his command I want you to get that notice it didn't say the devil notice it said Satan y'all read it in other words Satan the accuser of the brethren found a legal ground and right to put her under the spirit of infirmity and it's Jesus who was revealing in other words watch this he was saying, I am her mediator. I'm her advocate. I'm the lawyer and the judge. And I've walked into this courtroom. 
and I saw what Satan tried to do with her but she's my daughter I'm going to remove the legal ground that Satan has been using to deny you of your healing tonight to deny you of your breakthrough tonight to deny your children of their breakthrough and of their healing and of their abundance and of their scholarship and about fees being paid in full he said ought not she be loosed from this bond and I heard the Holy Ghost this is a season. Anything legal concerning you in the realms of the spirit, the Lord is saying, I'm about to release you from it. Whatever has been holding back your breakthrough, holding back the answer from prayer, God is about to remove it out of the way. Every demonic altar that has been erected, altars of restriction and altars of limitation, the Lord says, I'm about to dismantle it, break it by fire in the name of Jesus. Even if someone is digging a pit, they're going to fall into it. And the mischief that they have devised is about to backfire on their own head, said the Holy Ghost getting ready to vindicate you legally in the court system I'm getting ready to vindicate you in this land I'm getting ready to bring revival and whatever has been blocking the revival from St. Petersburg I'm going to remove it from the land I heard the Holy Ghost he says they're getting ready to see the manifestation of the sons of God I'm delivering you from womanhood and bringing you into daughterhood from just being someone that the world called you to who I have ordained you to be the royal family you have a right to your blessing you have a right to be blessed. You have a right for abundance and your substance to be increased. You have a right to receive your healing, to receive your breakthrough. You have a right because you are a kingdom citizen and you have rights to receive it. And tonight, you are one decision away because your decisions determine your destiny. I'm closing with one statement. There are a lot of people who react and there are others who respond. The anointing requires a response, not a reaction. Religion reacts when a true relationship knows how to respond. Hey, how do you respond when he walks into your room? How do you respond when his presence gets near to you and your neighbor doesn't even know that you're communing with him and that you're sitting with him and that you sense him coming through your row? I'm talking to someone right here because the anointing just sat on the side of you and I heard the Holy Ghost say, he said, listen, your miracle has already been sent your way. He said, but I'm waiting for you to respond to my glory and to respond to my presence because when you respond, 
on to the presence then the power will show up in your life our generation has been programmed to react and not respond this time is for real and the simple thing that God is saying is that you came here tonight and the word for your life is that you will never be the same again the word for your life is that you will never be the same again he reached out and he touched her and he said woman you are loosed from your infirmity I don't know your infirmity but you've been loose from it I don't know if you've been infirmed in your relationship and, and you have a mental infirmity and an economical infirmity a biological infirmity but whatever your infirmity you're gonna lose you're gonna be loose be released from it be released from it be, ay, 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 ay. be released from it 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 he's setting you liberty liberty to the captive hey hey tell your neighbor loosed whatever has been tied up is about to be loose your house have been tied up loose your job tied up loose the millions tied up loose the contract tied up loose has been loose your breakthrough has been loose and he said I just need you to respond act as if you already got it okay. I see the anointing I see the glory coming upon your life out of your belly shall flow, 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 flow. Let it flow. Let that anointing flow. I command the anointing in you to come on you. I command that anointing in you to come on you. It's a new anointing. There's a fresh oil, fresh oil, fresh oil, fresh oil, fresh oil. could feel what I'm feeling up here. Anybody in the Holy Ghost, the glory is about to increase. You're going to be a glory carrier. I don't care if you don't believe it. You don't have to believe it. St. Petersburg needs to see the glory. Florida needs to experience the glory. And you need to receive this anointing. In the name of Jesus, we command that 
you get to be a carrier. Send the Holy Ghost. It's a new day. Listen. Some people say you don't, it don't take all of that. Yes, it does. Because in the club, they're doing it. They react to music. They react to Beyonce. They react to Jay-Z. You ain't going to say nothing, but I'm going to deal with you up in here. Because I'm sick and tired of us responding to Caesar and to the world system. Then when it comes to Jesus, we act like we ain't want it. But this is a season. You got to get more power. Jesus in here. I looked and saw the heavens open. You're standing under an open heaven. And I heard the Holy Ghost just say, if you can see it, you can have it. I said, if you could see it in the year that King Uzziah died, Is waves of glory getting ready to hit from the back to the front, the front to the back, and the Bible? And listen here, I heard the Holy Ghost say, "If you could see it, you could have it." But there's some people who don't see nothing. Well, I'm gonna pray according to Second Kings chapter six, and then the Bible says Elijah prayed that his servant's eyes to be open because those who are with us are more than those against us. Oh Lord, let the eyes be open. Oh, na, na, na. Let the fire, let the glory, let the fire, let the glory feel, 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 feel. Fire, 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 fire,
original because what I gave you is for your generation. the miracle child of your mother and I will use you to bring your brothers in I will use you for your generation said the Holy Ghost hey an opener of heaven said the Holy Ghost I've anointed your hands anointed your voice said the Holy Ghost give it to him God in the name of Jesus 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 somebody thank God right there everyone else don't try to fit in be you be original what you have is different don't try to fit in because the key I gave you will unlock and set captives free in the area of poverty I heard the Holy Ghost said I've given you the key to the city everyone has been given a key but your key is different hey the key I gave you I saw a key and on the key it says evangelism outreach evangelism oh to be his hands extended said the Holy Ghost and I will send you the gimels the camels 
I will send you the investors. And I heard the Holy Ghost say, and where you are is already too small. Because where I'm about to put you, said the Holy Ghost, will be greater than where you are. I will give you the community that will have a place to sleep, a place to be trained. The poor will have the gospel preached to them and they will not have to stay poor. We have fed the poor without preaching the gospel to the poor good to news to a poor man is that you don't have to be poor again so let me teach you how to budget let me teach you how to have a vocation let me teach you how to be a businessman let me give you a trade and not just keep giving you my fish when it's really it is really your destiny to own the entire ocean. Why should you settle for the fish? When I gave you dominion over the fish of the sea, not to go fishing, but to own it. We've been feeding them and not teaching them how to come out of poverty. And we break ourselves pouring out to them and get nothing back because we have not been teaching them ownership Jesus said you follow me because of the loaves and because of the fish there are many who follow because of the feeding but they don't want to be transformed they come for the meal and still smoke in the parking lot. But when you start teaching truth, you start confronting the demons and their mentality, that's the day they leave. But I heard the Holy Ghost say, I'm going to use you to teach, train, and equip. The government will give more because of the vision, said the Holy Ghost. I'm sending you help, Jesus. I'm sending you help, said the Spirit of the Lord. There will be increase this year in more ways than you can imagine. And I don't know who came here tonight, but you got your word. You got the word reconciliation restoration retribution release you've been acquitted and I heard the Holy Ghost say just quit it and do it admit it quit it and start doing stop complaining stop murmuring ain't nobody else's problem but yours remove every legal ground the enemy has been using against your life and your family and start in the courtrooms 
get your case removed by the blood of the Lamb. This time is for real. The Lord is about to open unto you his treasure. Pay that bill off, said the Holy Ghost. I'm sending more to pay it off, said the Spirit of the Lord. And I place a trade in your hand. Use what's in your hand. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Let's get out of here. Who knows Joshua? Joshua. They call him Joshi. Joshua. Who's Joshua? Come here, Joshi. Then I saw in the realms of the spirit. That's right, Joshua. The Lord bless you. The Lord use you. In the name of Jesus. As an end time warrior. May sickness and disease never find its place in you. As Joshua of old. May you become the savior of your generation. Strong warrior. Strong warrior. In the name of Jesus. Somebody praise God. Children know the anointing. Bible said a little one to lead them. We want to thank God. I just saw that name. And before I close, I when I walked in here tonight, you know, I observe in the ram and I listen because obedience is always better than sacrifice. And when I walked in, I felt like a palpitation. And I heard the word arrhythmia. The skipping of the beats in the heart. And I heard the Holy Ghost say, I'm about to heal that heart from arrhythmia. Men's hearts will fail them because of fear. Fear causes arrhythmia. But then he said, create in me a clean heart. God wants to clean out that heart. Renew a right spirit within me. Then Ezekiel says, I will take away the heart of stone. And I will replace it with a heart of flesh. John 14 said, let not your heart be troubled. Don't let it skip beats. Trouble is the manifestation of a spirit of fear. I don't know who that is, but it's a skipping of the beats. And I want to pray for that person, if that's you. The next thing the Spirit of the Lord said to me, he said, not only that, said the Spirit of the Lord. Yes, Lord. I'm going to dissolve fibroids in your body. The spirit behind the tumor of the fibroids is going to be removed. And you are going to lose weight tonight. Where are you? fibroids it's low right here it's in the abdominal abdominal I want you to get ready Jesus 
Jesus. You're going to go down one dress size. You go down a dress size. You're going to feel something. In fact, if you have a belt, you're going to feel it loosen. Because I saw the hand of God. I want you to get close to him. Whoever's catching, but just not too close. Praise the Lord. Who's, who's by her? Yeah. Because I saw one, two, three, four, five angels. Fibroids. Fibrosis. Oh, you're the heart is you. Stay there. I've shifted now to the fibroids. I saw one, two, three, four, five. Five angels just stepped in. And a surgery is about to take place. The Department of Health of Heaven has already stepped in. The Surgeon General is Jesus, the healer. Jehovah Rapha is about to bring a healing in your body. As I step into, yes Lord, the courtrooms of heaven. To present the case, Lord, concerning these women who are your daughters. These daughters of Abraham, daughters of the King. Let every legal issue through sin, iniquity, or transgression of the bloodline. Let it be revoked and removed by the blood of the Lamb. Every trade that took place, every dedication, any exchange that took place in the name of Jesus, we repent of it, we command it to be removed so that we can receive access. You said you forgive. Hallelujah. You forgive the iniquities, then you heal all. Forgive every iniquity in the bloodline. Forgive the sins in that bloodline. Yes, Lord, remove the legal rights that the enemy has used to bring fibroids against them I speak right now to that yes or the lower region I speak to the pelvic bone now and I command the pelvis to rotate and the female organs to be adjusted to go back into place I command the tumor behind that fibroid to go I command that spirit of infirmity lose your hold lose your hold lose your hold lose hey 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 in the name of Jesus be healed be healed be healed fibroids loose Go, 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 go. Fire of the Holy Ghost. 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 There goes the anointing. There goes that anointing. Be healed. 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 Fibroids. Loose. Leave that body. Loose. Leave that body. Leave that bloodline. You have no more authority. You have no more authority. You have no more authority. Your legal rights has been revoked, has been removed. Power of the Holy Ghost. 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 Loose her. Go. Go. Jesus. Jesus, come here. Come, come. Come, Liaska, come. Jesus touch be healed in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus thank you Lord thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus, thank you, Jesus. hey oh Lord and your blood pressure Help her. Say, Batunda. 
Zibakan Soba Antakate Libra von Supan Etia. Yes, sir. Oh, Lord. Oh, oh. Touch Jesus. Touch Jesus. I'm not through with her yet. I'm not through yet. A greater glory. A greater glory. A greater. Much greater. Oh, Lord. Oh. Hey. Hey. Touch. Whoever catches it, you got it. I'm, about, I'm throwing this anointing here. I see the anointing. I see. Touch. 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 Be blessed. Be blessed. There goes the anointing. There goes the anointing. There goes the anointing. Take that anointing. Take that anointing. Take that anointing. Touch. Jesus. 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 Fill it who's a tea. Fill. Fill to overflow. Fill to overflow. You've seen it in America, but you just see it in greater glory. Greater glory. Greater. 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 Greater glory. Greater glory. Otama. Touch Jesus. Touch Jesus. Mighty name of Jesus. Oh. Hey. Touch. Touch. Hey. There's a. Apostle, they will know you as a true. Hey, go all the way down. Yes, Lord, in his belly, give him something greater. Let the glory be seen upon him, Lord, from the north to the south. Let the southern states hear and roar with the glory about to be revealed. And the Mahusia and your Gentiles will come to the light of your rising. My glory shall be seen upon you. Signs, miracles, wonders. You will behold and you will walk and you will demonstrate the power and the glory of God. Glory be to God. 
bring the green one. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Florida will be used as a concealed weapon of the Holy Ghost. I'm about to pull you out of the holster, said the Spirit of the Lord. I'm about to pull you out of the holster from Tallahassee all the way to Miami. You are the concealed weapon. You're shaped like a gun in the holster. I'm about to pull you out and use you as an apostolic nation, said the Spirit of the Lord. Oh no, hold on. Oh, he got that one. Thank you, Jesus. You just caught a mantle for the new day and the new season and for the new hour, said the Holy Ghost. You will see deliverance of the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, said the Holy Ghost. What is this? This is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last day said, God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Write the book. Write the book. Write the book. Your life story must be told to deliver women, children, and especially young girls. I have given you the curriculum. Write. write the book I don't know who else is in here I just heard curriculum writer the department of education will seek you out because of the curriculum that you are about to write you will change the face of education as we know it. I'm raising up kingdom educators, said the Holy Ghost. Get ready because your curriculum and manual will be accepted in the state of Florida. I don't know who that's for. It's gonna go all the way through to universities. And the state of Florida will be known once again for its educational program. Because the saints of the kingdom are about to invade and dominate the industry and the system of education. I don't know who that's for, but somebody take that in the name of Jesus thank you Jesus 
Let me get out of here. If you're writing your check, it's 5,783. If you're writing another one, you're giving 783. That's the seed we're sowing for the new year. To believe God and everything coming in is going to help us to build the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. If God can trust you. He can use you. This is a new day and a new hour. I heard your prayer. I will answer the prayer. For your son and for your daughter, I will answer the prayer. Whatever legal case the enemy has filed to attack your children has been revoked and removed. No longer will the enemy have grounds to come against righteous seed, said the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Well, praise the Lord. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I am thankful. Thank you for putting in the demand. When I really get drunk, you have to hold me up. And I'm thankful to the Lord. There's a place in God that you can become spiritually inebriated. These are not drunkards, you suppose. So obviously there's a look of a spiritual drunk. These are not drunkards, you suppose. It's a different type. So why the Bible says be being filled. Be being filled with the Holy Ghost. Be being filled. You can keep drinking. The more you yield and submit to his presence, the drunker you become. You lose you and you gain him. We've got to move up these courses. We got to pass the course. And no longer move according to the course of the prince of the power of the air. This is going to be your season of transformation. Change. Holiness is coming. Back to the move. Back to the church. The fear of God will be reinstated where people will take God for real in this move we're about to see it we're about to experience it in the name of Jesus and you're not going to be broke another day of your life because God is about to cause investors to run you down and bless your socks off this is your season that they're going to bless your socks off with your shoes still on And it's about time because I'm sick and tired. Not literally. There's enough is enough. You've been ridiculed too long. Been made mockery too long. They've been putting us down too long. They say we shouldn't have it too long. Those days are over. If the enemy can have it, you can have double. In the name of Jesus. No, I didn't forget her. Thank you, Lord. Arrhythmia, come. Put your hands right there. Well, that's if you could get up, Maria. 
two for the heart. Oh. Amazing you have a heart on your chest, right? Coincidence, I think not. It's going to give you a brand new heart. Hallelujah. And I want you to put your hand right there. The Lord says, not only am I going to heal her heart, he says, but I'm going to also heal her in her lungs. The respiratory system. And you will not have asthma either. Touch! Mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. thank God for her in the name of Jesus thank you Lord hallelujah glory be to God well we give God thanks and give God praise are you writing the check for one million write it you're a millionaire you're going to walk in multi-millions give into the kingdom and buy up all the land from the devil and establish the kingdom of God. We're going to have our own schools. Our own departments. Say amen to that. It's time to kick the devil out. And take dominion over the territory. In the name of Jesus. We're going to buy them all too. Tyrone. We coming for you. That's an old song. But leave it alone. They say you better call Tyrone. Call him. We're getting ready to buy 66. You're going to walk up and say, we want the whole mall. It's worth 40 million. We got 80. Say yes. Yeah, I'm tired of the devil owning it. God wants you to be the owner and take dominion. It's about time. You're from the Bahamas like me. All the Brent Simmons of them own everything. While the church is broke, busted, and disgusted. I'm tired of heathens. The wealth of the wicked has been laid up for you. It's time to go and get it. And time to take dominion in the name of Jesus. This is your season. Next time I come to St. Pete, it's going to be you who owns them all. Own the school system. Own the restaurants. Yeah, they can come in and they'll come to the salon and you own it. Who, who am I talking to in here? It's time for ownership. Get back on the horse. Anyhow, I just heard it in the Holy Ghost. Get back on the horse and stop walking. Throw that slave off the horse and say, give me back my horse. It's time for me to take dominion and get my... Hey, anybody in the Holy Ghost? Anyhow, praise the Lord. Don't, don't do it. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I 
I'm a musician by trade, so I know them little runs here and there. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, praise God. Well, we're thankful. Let's give a great big God bless you. It is apostle of the faith. Let's thank God. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Yeah, yeah. Hey, tell him yes. Hey, tell God yes. Hey. Yes, sir. the old school so yeah. don't mind me I'm from the Bahamas but I'm from the old school hallelujah holiness or hell you get right or get left behind say amen to that so we're just thankful to the Lord tell your neighbor if you do nothing you fear nothing Don't worry, I see you, but I just ain't calling you out. Praise him. I'm a good prophet. I see, but I don't just call you out. Say amen to that. Yeah, some prophets will say last night at 10 o'clock. You and her. Praise him. I could go there. But I'll leave you alone. Put that code 45 down. I see you. You swizzler sweet. I see you too. And put that Hennessy from Friday night. Throw it out. I see you too. You reefer. I see you. I see it. That's why it's hard to worship God. Because you got too much smoke and drink and all kinds of things you're dealing with. You got to get rid of it in this move if you want God to use you. Clean it up! Anyhow. Uh, uh, let me move. Because see, once I get there, uh, the church starts shaking. But if you don't, you do nothing, you fear nothing. When God starts to move, it's better for you to just start, just break out in a shout. Do the church thing. That's how you don't get catch. You get catch when you sit there. We know it's you. We've been in church long. Those of us who've been clubbing on Saturday, but Sunday... I'm going to shake that devil straight on out shout it out get it out anybody understand what I'm doing but see when you just sit there them demons say yes it's over I'm right over here right over here you got to learn how to shout it out under the power 
because something happens when you say devil I know what took place but you ain't gonna hold back my praise because when I should have died at the club hey when I should have died on the way the gun should have got me but I'm still here and I'm gonna give God praise for one more time that I'm alive hey thankful to the Lord. Amen. Uh, we won't uh, belabor your time because you got work tomorrow. And uh, we want to thank God, people who have driven a long way just to get here. And I want to thank God for uh, Pastor uh, Harrison. Let's thank God. God bless you, man of God. All the way from Orlando. A church alive is worth the drive. A church that's dead, stay in bed. You got to come to where it's alive. It's worth the drive. If it's dead, stay in bed. Don't even go because it's going to be a funeral home. I, I, I know fiery churches. I'm a revivalist. And so it's worth the drive. If we are driving from Kentucky all the way to Alabama and all the way to Tennessee, we went for the revival. Anybody right there? I went where the fire was at. It was dead. I ain't going because we need fire. You shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So we're thankful to the Lord. Bring your shouting shoes tomorrow night. Yeah, we know it's the 31st, but the devil is in trouble. There ain't no Halloween. There's Hallowed be thy name. Hallelujah. The only thing we hallow is God's name. Hallelujah. So we're thankful to the Lord in the name of Jesus. On the satanic calendar, the day of the 13th to the 31st, there's a lot of blood sacrifices. So we have to counteract by the power of the blood, every blood that has been spilt, every sacrifice that has been made in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He's the avenger of the blood. Hey, glory be to God. So I'm thankful those who are giving tonight continue to give. Let's put our hands together for apostle, pastor, overseer, Anderson. Glory.